0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola from clevergirlfinance.com and I'm excited to share with you that Clever Girl Finance is officially two years old, yay. <laughs> so I wanted to come on here today to share some candid insights as to how I'm feeling about the last two years, the progress that I've made, the lessons that I've learned in the hopes that it will encourage someone out there who's listening that might be a business owner or aspiring business owner. Or for those of you who just wanna know how Clever Girl Finance is doing. But before we get into today's episode, before I start sharing my thoughts, if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, I would love it if you do. You can subscribe on SoundCloud, on iTunes, and also on Stitcher. And be sure to tell a friend if you are enjoying this podcast and leave a review. Please, please leave a review so other people can find the podcast as well. And if you haven't already, please head over to clevergirlfinance.com and subscribe there too so you can get access to my free resource library. I have an awesome library of checklists and tip sheets that can help you work on improving your finances today and you will also get access to my weekly newsletter that i send out every single week with updates and tips and encouragement around your finances and finally if we aren't already friends on instagram head over to instagram and follow at clever Girl finance so let's get into today's topic of the last two years of clever Girl finance so in recording this episode, I don't really have any structured list of bullet points I want to go over. I'm kind of just talking off of a few notes I wrote down and just being open and candid about you know, the last two years of Clever Girl Finance. And I will start out by saying that the last two years have been an incredible journey. So I started Clever Girl Finance with the hopes, with the goal of being able to encourage people, encourage women specifically. And one of my main... One of the main things about Clever Girl Finance has been always to provide value and to be able to help people, even if it's just in a small way, even even if it's just in a small form of encouragement, but just to be able to help people and reach them at the point of their need and teach women the importance of financial independence and understanding how to make the right decisions for themselves, especially in today's world where nothing is guaranteed and there are no handouts being given. And so... The last two years have been an incredible journey. I have learned so much, I have grown, I have had a lot of victories, I've had a lot of failures, you know, and it has just been an amazing learning experience and I wouldn't change it for the world. I wouldn't change one bit of this journey because I feel like as an individual I've grown so much and I have learned so much. So I officially launched Clever Finance on August 10th of 2015. And then I quit my job to become a full-time entrepreneur on August 26th of 2016. So I'm almost at a year of being a full-time you know, business owner, of owning clerical finance full-time. And I'll just start with, I made a few um, random notes here, but one of the things I wanted to talk about was emotions and support and just your circle of influence. Because you've probably heard me say before somewhere on this podcast that, Running a business is hard because you're stepping out of your comfort zone. Where I personally, you stepping out of my comfort zone, I was leaving or I left the comfort of a guaranteed, very comfortable six-figure income that I knew I was going to get paid every two weeks to stepping out on my own to an inconsistent income, to not being able to predict things very well, being a brand new business, and the emotions that come with that are real. And I've had to surround myself with people who are going to support me and believe in me and motivate me to keep going on this journey. And when I first started CleverGirl Finance, you know, I got a lot of pushback, like, voila, well, why do you want to talk about money? You know, why do you want to leave your job to talk about money, to teach women about money? Why is it, don't you have enough money? Doesn't your husband have a job? Why are you so stressed out about this whole money and financial literacy thing? And I mean, people didn't say it <laughs> in those exact words, but a lot of people didn't quite understand why I would give up everything that I had career wise um, because I had a really great job to want to pursue this whole money thing. You know, they didn't get the passion, they didn't understand the drive, they didn't understand my vision. And so, I had to make a conscious effort to spend less of my time with people like that who just didn't want to get it because there were people who didn't understand but who were very supportive, and there were people who just um, didn't understand and they thought that well this is a waste of your time and so I had to I had to start to spend less of my time with those people, and I kind of, kind of found myself. Well, I found myself now with my own tribe, my own group of like-minded women who are, and men also, who are building businesses, who get my vision. And even if they're not building businesses, they 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 just provide a really strong level of support. And one of the biggest struggles I had as a new business owner was just finding somewhere to fit in. And maybe this experience is unique to me, or maybe as a business owner yourself, you may be experiencing this as a new business owner or as a tenured business owner. It just took me a little while to find my footing because I came into Clever Girl Finance very, into the world of finance very green. I didn't know anybody in the finance space. I didn't know anybody that was doing what I wanted to do, even though they existed. I didn't know who they were because I wasn't in this space. And I found initially um, making friends making friends was a little difficult because some people thought, well, why is my new competition trying to be friendly? or why is um, you know why is she here who is she nobody knows who she, who she is why do i want to be friends with her and i quickly realized that in business you know sometimes it can be very cutthroat and even people who say women supporting women collaboration over competition are really not about that and so i had to just decide you know and be com- convinced or convince myself of why i was here what i wanted to do and i told myself regardless of whether or not I make new friends, business friends or not, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because I know why I want to do this. I'm passionate about helping women, about helping people. And this is something that I feel really compelled to do. I feel like this is part of my mission in life. This is part of my why. And so I kind of stopped making so much of of an effort. And the good thing about that is that the relationships and the people that I started to make friends with who are now great friends of mine today, and you guys all know who you are, those relationships just came naturally. And so one of the big lessons I learned was that you can't force relationships, you know, no matter how nice you are, no matter how helpful you are, not everybody is there to support you and that's okay. You have to be okay with it. And the folks who want to support you, you know, those relationships will develop naturally. You find those people, you fall into each other's spaces, you will fall into each other's tribes. And so that was a transition I had to make, you know, finding my footing and finding my people to support me. And those people have really been key to the success of Clever Girl Finance. And this is it's just not one or two people, it is a number of people that have really supported this brand from people who have encouraged me to people who have collaborated with me, who have mentored me, who have given me advice, and even to people who have said negative things about, you know, Clever Girl Finance because all of that feedback, all of that information in itself is, is valuable to me and it's all stuff that I can use to make the brand better. And so I am so appreciative of every single one of you who have, who has helped me in one way or the other, even if it's in the tiniest of ways, because you really, really helped me get to where I am right now. And yeah, so that's, that's one thing that, um, I wanted to talk about The other thing I wanted to mention around emotions and support is that the emotions of entrepreneurship are very real. Um, There are many times where I've felt very, very lonely because a lot of people, like I mentioned earlier, don't understand what you're doing or where you're coming from or why you want to start at ground zero when you were at level 1000. Um, And also... The way I've felt, you know, I've had days where I've been super happy because I've had great successes, you know, I've been doing really good things, I've had great uh, I've had great collaborations, great things happen, great brand partnerships, you know, making money, but then there are days where it's just like, oh my God, I'm in the pits, I'm exhausted, I am tired, why am I doing this, you know, this is such a struggle, I'm failing in this aspect, they're just all those emotions. I've had days where I've cried, I've had days where I've been really upset, and thank God for my support group of people, including my husband, who have just been there to encourage me and remind me of everything that I've accomplished with this brand and remind me why it's important to keep going. So if you're a business owner, you know don't let those emotions, those dark days... Um, make you quit because there is always a silver line and you will always get past those days. And as long as you have an open heart and open mind to learn and to grow, you know, as long as you're not getting stuck in your ways so or I'm not going to change, you know, as long as you're not getting stuck in that place where you feel like you can't learn anymore, you can't grow any grow anymore. There, there, you're always going to get past the dark days, and the dark days are normal. The difficult days are normal. You may have a perfect plan for your business, and sometimes things will not go according to plan. That happened to me many, many times. I remember my very first order of the Cleverwell Finance Life Planners. Uh, you know, a number of things a number of things happened. Number one, the shipment was delayed by three weeks. And then when I, when I got it, um, like 40% of the shipment was damaged due to poor packing. And I had orders I had to deliver and I had people waiting for six, six weeks to get their planners. And when I saw them, I cried and I was like, Oh my God, this is a mess. And this is going to ruin my reputation and this and that. And, I just had to get myself out of it with the help of my support group who was like, listen, Bola, this does not ruin your reputation. Reach out to the people who you owe these orders. And when, you know, the people who really want them will wait. And to be honest, when I look back, it really wasn't that serious. But there are things that will happen, especially when you haven't experienced them before. So like I mentioned, being a new business owner, I'd never had a damaged order before. Like, you know, not to that severity. I mean, in my past businesses, I got like... I used to have a retail shop and I got damaged orders, but not like in bulk. And so there are things that will happen that have never happened to you before, but then how do you power through? And I think that circle of influence, that support system is really, really critical. So I just wanted to mention that. um, One of the other things I wanted to talk about was just the reward of what I do and again, like I mentioned at the beginning, I'm here to help women. I'm here to help people. I'm here to encourage and motivate and to give value with everything I do. And yes, this is a business. And yes, I'm about making money, but I wouldn't say the money doesn't matter, but I would say the value I give and the help I offer matters more because that is what keeps me here. Um, I think if it was just about money, I would have stayed at my job. I would have, you know, done other stuff, but it's just the reward that comes from helping people from getting the emails that say, Bola, this webinar you did, this coaching session you did with me, this conversation you had with me, this Instagram post, this Facebook post helped me change. And when I get those or help make a difference in my life or help to do this, when I get those emails and those messages, they just make my heart so full and they make this entire process. It, it makes all the tears and all the long nights and all the stress and all the struggles, it makes it so worth it. And I wouldn't give that up for anything. And so as you power through your business, if you're in the early stages and you're trying to figure out, should you keep going? Think about the reward and think about how you feel every time you get that reward and let that be your motivation to keep going. Um, Also, I definitely have grown as a person. I will say that I am more patient. (laughs) I am more... um, understanding in a sense because there are things that have happened throughout the course of the last two years that have been completely out of my control. And if I wasn't patient around the circumstances, like I would have lost my mind. So this has definitely taught me patience and I have grown as a person. I, I also find that my tolerance has kind of gotten lower for things that don't work for me, especially people that don't work for me in the sense that if you're not here to motivate me, to encourage me, to help me grow, to help me move forward, and you're just here to talk about other people, talk about why I can't be successful, talk about why you know women are not meant to be successful, talk about whatever negative thing you wanna talk about. My tolerance has gotten so low because one of the, I found that one of the things that keeps me going is a positive mindset. And I believe in the power of affirmation, I believe in the power of thinking positively, I believe in the power of speaking positively, more than ever and just having those negative influences around me does not work for me. I mean, I feel like before I could tolerate it, but now I just I can't do it and I have to stay focused on, you know, my goals of what I want to accomplish in my life and with my business and negativity doesn't help me in any way. So that part of me has changed <laughs> a lot. And so, and it's not that I'm fighting with people. It's just, I'm just being very, very stingy with my time when it comes to people like that. I just, I don't have time to do that. I, I just can't. So that's one thing. Um, Something else I want to talk about is hiring. Oh my God. So I've kind of gotten to the point in Clever Girl Finance where I cannot do it all. And it may seem like I do it all, but I do not do it all. I have help that supports me, build this, supports me in building this brand And I had kind of read that hiring was one of the most difficult things you could do in business, but because I hadn't necessarily had to deal with it, I just didn't really think too much of it. But it is true, and I've had some negative experiences with people who I've hired. So right now in Clever Finance, I am not yet in a position to hire people full-time. So I'm dependent on part-time help and also on hiring independent contractors. And I've had to deal with all kinds of people. And it's been a struggle, but I have found some good people who are helping me now, some great people actually who are helping me now. And I've had the support of friends who have taken time out of their own schedules to help me. And You know, I've become a better interviewer. (laughs) I've become a better leader in the sense that I'm able to better tell tell the people who work for me exactly what I need, how I need it, give them the right guidance to be successful in the tasks that I give them. And so this whole learning how to hire and even hiring the wrong people has been a great learning experience for me because it has taught me how to be a better hirer, if that's a word, <laughs> and also to be a better manager and also to be a better leader for my team. So ultimately my goal is to be able to have full-time people on staff that I know that I'm just dealing with this person and this person is just working with Clever Girl Finance and not with any other businesses. And um, so I'm working really hard towards that, but hiring, you know, if you're a business owner and that is something you're struggling with, it is normal. I think it's all about being clear in your expectations, asking the right questions, getting to know who you're hiring, and just even in times of conflict, doing your best to make the relationship work until it can no longer work. And I'm a firm believer of not letting things go on a negative footing. And so for the people who have not worked out for me, I've always been like, you know what? it's not working out and some conversations are really hard to hard to have. And those of you who work in HR, let me just tell you something, kudos to you, because those conversations of letting people go are really, really difficult. Even writing the emails, oh my gosh. So kudos to you guys, but it has to be done when you have a business that you're trying to grow and you're trying to scale. So that's that on hiring. Um, I also think, you know, I'm in this phase in Clever Girl Finance where I'm very much about building the brand. I'm very much about brand awareness and letting people know that Clever Girl Finance exists. And so a lot of times people will say, well, you should be charging for all these things. You give away too much stuff for free. But again, like I mentioned, it's not about, I mean, the money matters, yes. But allowing my brand to get a footing and allowing my brand to be known as a brand wide scale that delivers value is really really important to me right now and i already know that once the brand is well established once the brand awareness is is there like the the money will come and even when i coach people in my business coaching i always tell them listen stop being in such a hurry to earn revenue, revenue, profit, profit, because you have to set the right right foundation for your business. And you can't compare yourself to people on social media who are you know who it looks like they're blowing up they're blowing up all of a sudden overnight and they're making tons of money because you really don't know what's happening behind the scenes to me personally right now yes clevergo finance is now a profitable business thank goodness for that <laughs> but at the same time um brand awareness this is my brand awareness phase i feel like this is a business that's very much in its infancy this is a baby business and so that brand awareness for me comes first and the money comes second and you know I'm, I'm, I'm here to establish a brand. I'm here to build a brand. Um, I'm not just chasing after dollars. I want to create a brand that's going to change lives. That's going to have value that people are going to think about and be like, yes, this has helped change my life. That is what I want to do. And I know that the money comes, comes with that. So if you're in this phase where you're like, Oh my God, I need to make money fast, fast, fast. Um, just take a step back, you know, and Take an overall assessment of your of your business and your big vision, your big goal for your business and focus on that and the money will come. Okay, so let's turn gears a little bit, shift gears, that's the word, yeah, <laughs> and talk a little bit about finances. You know, um, when I left my job, one of my goals, and for those of you who are interested, I actually have a a podcast episode on the seven things I did before I quit my job. But one of my goals when I was quitting my job was that I wanted my transition to be seamless in my household, which meant that I didn't want me leaving my job to me losing that income to impact our household. I didn't want my husband to have to carry the entire burden and feel like, oh my God, what is this business? Boiler is running. It's ruining our lives. I didn't want that, so I made sure that Clevergirl Finance was um, earning some money, some sustainable money. And one of my focuses has has been to create products and services that add value that help to increase the income that Clevergirl Finance earns. So, like I mentioned, it is a, a, a profitable business. It has been from the very early days. and I have been working on growing that income. And so that is good progress for me. I mean, I know I have a lot of work to do. I have a lot to learn. And I've gone through iterations of so many things in my business. I've had products that didn't do well. I've had products that failed. I've had products I've had to revise and re strategize. And I've, you know, I think one of the things that has helped me develop products and services for my audience is getting to know you guys and also allowing you guys to get to know me by sharing more of who I am, what I'm about. And that has definitely helped to nurture my client relationship, my audience relationship. And that in turn has helped me be able to create products and services that my audience, you guys resonate with, and that is helping you guys solve your problems around your money issues or your business issues. And so it has definitely been, um, great learning experience. And also one of the big questions I get is around whether or not Clever Girl Finance is now making more than um, I was making as a full-time employee. And I'm not quite there yet, but I will be there soon based on my forecast. But the truth of business is that a lot of times when you leave your job, you're going to take a pay cut. And when I first left my job, I took a major pay cut to start running Clever Girl Finance. And, you, you know, Normally or very often that's what happens when you're trying to build a brand. You know, not a lot of people get to transition from full-time employee to full-time business owner making the exact same income or 10 times more right away. It comes with progression, but it takes time. And there is no way I could grow Clever Girl Finance to what it is now and even be able to make what I make now if I was still working full-time, it just wasn't possible. And so in time, you know, I'm not that worried about the money to be honest because I've I've seen the progress and oh my God, I've learned so much. But in the short term, the adjustment was definitely there. Like you're taking a pay cut, which means, you know, I wasn't saving as much. I wasn't investing as much, but I'm kind of getting back to that, to that point. And I've started to really, really, you know, budget my finances around an inconsistent income like that's just something that I'm I'm just navigating around so I know that my income fluctuates from month to month but I still have my savings goals in there my investing goals and I just work with what I have and so um yeah if you're worried about the income you know you either have to keep working till you get to a point where you can transition and your business is already making money or maybe you transition um to being a full-time business owner and you keep a part-time job so you still have some income to sustain you but you should definitely check out that podcast i did on the seven things i did before quitting my job because one of the things i did make sure i put in place was an emergency buffer in the event that clever finance was just not making any money and i needed money to kind of like keep things going keep the doors open and sustain you know my responsibilities in my household my household and things like that also, like I mentioned earlier, I've kind of gotten to the point where I need help. I cannot do this alone anymore. <laughs> and it's sort of a growing pain because um, because I started out doing everything for myself and I know exactly how I want things to be done. I'm sort of a perfectionist. It's difficult for me to let go of certain aspects of my business, but I'm starting to develop trust, trust and it's all about hiring the right people and being patient with them and allowing them to grow and bring their ideas to the table. So, um, yeah, so Clever Finance is doing well, um, you know, a lot better than I expected. And I will also be very honest and say that every day I'm afraid um, because, again, this is only a two year old business. Um, A lot of things are still unknown in the sense that I can't predict and I can't forecast as clearly as I want to and I'm still learning a lot about the industry, about myself as a business owner. And so um, (laughs) sometimes it's scary. Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? I quit my job. Was I crazy? Sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I need to quit. Sometimes I'm like, you know what, Bola, it's time to get on Indeed or Monster.com and start looking for a new job. And I've actually had those conversations with people like, you know what, I need to get a job just as a backup, just in case. But I've always told myself that I don't ever want to go back to work for anybody else. And if I have to, that's fine. You know, I'm not ashamed of that. Absolutely not. But I don't want to because uh, it's not that I didn't love my career. I did love my career, but there's just, I just feel like I have this mission that I'm on <laughs> and I'm in the point, I'm at the point of my life. And even when I started Clever Girl Finance, I told myself that if this doesn't work out, this is fine. You know, there are other things I can do from a business perspective. There are Um, You know, I can go back and get a job. Um, There are lots of passive income things that I can do that I do right now, you know, but and I told myself that if this thing fails, I'm okay with it. I am 100% okay with it. But if I don't try, if I don't make the attempt to try, I will, I'll never forgive myself. I will always regret it because I will always wonder what if, what if, what if. And so I encourage you that if you have a business or a mission or a goal that is just on your heart and that. You feel like you should pursue, take a chance and pursue it. I'm not saying quit your job. I'm saying create a plan and make steps to pursue your business idea or your, you know, your big goal. And when you get to the point where you're comfortable being able to transition from being a full-time employee to being a full-time business owner, or maybe you become a part-time employee and become a full-time business owner, then do it. But you don't ever want to regret, regret it. I feel like if I were to shut down CleverGirl Finance today, i'm okay and i will be happy for it because i have learned so much i've grown so much as an individual as a leader as a business owner i have met some incredible connections some incredible women and men like some of my mentors like I'm just wowed at how much belief they have in me and what is I'm trying to accomplish. And that alone is enough for me, knowing that I got to make these connections, knowing that I got to help people just from the emails I get, from the people I've, you know, Clever Go Finance has helped as a brand, that is enough for me, but... My goals for year year three, which I'm getting into now since I just finished year two, are to continue to grow this brand and focus on brand awareness and to continue to build my audience and deliver value. That is number one for me, to deliver value, to be able to help women out there, to be able to help other people. That is number one and most important to me. I just feel like if I were to go through my list of goals right now, I just have so many things I want to accomplish, but I'm trying to pace myself. And I'm trying to take things one day at a time. And I am embracing fear because it is, you know, I've learned it is part of life. And it's either you let fear take a hold of you or you take a hold of fear. And so I'm taking a hold of fear and I'm taking things one day at a time. And that's why I'm a Clever Girl Finance. So this was just, you know... Not nothing structured. Um, just an update of what's happening, how I have felt about the last two years. But I thought that it may be val- valuable to somebody out there if I share this. So I hope this has been useful. I hope you've enjoyed listening to this. And I apologize if you can hear any background buzzing, but there is some work being done outside um, my house downstairs, outside. So I apologize for that. But thank you guys for listening and. Thank you so much for your support of the brand, for being a part of the Clever Girl Finance tribe, for listening to the podcast, for, you know, for everything. I appreciate you guys because if you guys were not here for me, then Clever Golf Finance would not be around. So thank you. Thank you guys so much. And I'll be back soon with a brand new episode. Talk to you guys soon.